Do you suffer from bad mask syndrome? Are the kids at the local arcade making fun of your knockoff mask? Try Silver Shamrock masks, available in Skull, Witch, and Jack-O-Lantern. Don't wear Silver Shamrock masks if you are allergic to Silver Shamrock masks. Common side effects include diarrhea, bedwetting, and heads turning into bugs and or snakes. Talk to your doctor if your mask won't come off after four hours. Please stop it. Stop it now. Turn it off. Turn it off. Stop it. 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 Hundreds of movies are released every year. Some are good. Some are great. And many of them are really, really bad. We seek out those rare gems that are so exceptionally bad, they're actually good. At least when you watch them with friends. Sit back and laugh with us as we sift through the garbage. We'll share our completely unqualified reviews of some of the worst films of our lifetimes as we search for those few that are exceptionally bad. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh. Welcome back to another episode of Exceptionally Bad. I'm Ben. I'm Brant. I'm Bracken. I'm Nate. I'm Danny. Um, so this is our second episode, October episode. So we're still in the Halloween season. Happy Halloween. Happy Ooh. Halloween. It's just a little over a week away. So um, before we get into things, I wanted to ask you guys, what... How do you feel about scary movies? What is your relationship with scary movies? I love them. So my wife and I do a scary movie month, you know, so we'll we'll pick scary movies and watch as many as we can with friends, but we love them, right? There's not many that are scary at this point, but right. it's just fun to to do that, you know. What are your favorite kind of scary movies? So the ones that actually scare me are the ones where you don't actually see the menace mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, Signs was one. Yep. You know, it doesn't really work on me anymore because obviously right. I know the punchline. But, um, you know, the original Alien. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch Jaws. that kind of fit in that. Yeah. yeah. The, other, the other ones that really just mess with me is the paranormal, like the house is trying to murder you okay. kind of movies. Yeah, like there's yeah. a whole bunch that fit into that. But, yep. To where it's, there's not even an enemy. It's just general evil is trying to completely mess with you. I don't know. That, for the, Those are the ones that actually give me chills. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sleep with the light on tonight. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> I, I have a love-hate with scary movies. So I love scary movies. But there's certain ones I just will not watch. Like there's some I, I just I cut out. Like the Ring franchise uh, really like did a mind thing on me but i did enjoy them but there's certain kinds of like really hard horror movies that i just with lots of gore i just am not really into that it's not my thing but uh the scary there's you know i do enjoy a good scary movie alien aliens uh i i did watch the scream franchise Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i have seen the halloween movies Uh, i just won't go with friday the 13th or I've never seen Nightmare on Elm Street or any mm-hmm. of those. They're just a little too slashery for me. Right. But I do, you know, I, I've always been an Alfred Hitchcock aficionado. So, okay. So, uh, you know, Psycho, of course, uh, love it. And, uh, the birds. you know, the birds, of yeah. course. Yeah. So. That makes me wonder. Jaws. 
where do you yeah. differentiate scary and suspenseful? Like, is there a difference there for you? Because there's so, like Halloween yeah. scary monstery, but then there's like suspense, yeah. right. which I consider like most Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, and so there's a lot of that, what just Brant said, you know, that suspense of not seeing a lot of gore or waiting mm -hmm. to see what's happening. I remember in, I, went, I was in film school and talking about uh, the cat people in the 1950s and how uh, innovative that was because it was very low budget and you never really saw the cat people until like the very end mm -hmm. just not very much of the rooms were very dark uh, and so a lot of the just the horror of it was kind of imagining what they look like in your own mind rather than mm -hmm. actually seeing yeah. the yeah. creatures um, which made it much more interesting I think so and and I think that so suspense films there is kind of a separate genre that is suspense mm -hmm. films but good horror films are also suspenseful. Mm -hmm. So I think that in my mind, I don't separate suspense and horror. If it's a horror movie, it's a horror movie, you know, but it's not sus suspense in the same way that like the, I mean, you can have like psychological <clears throat> suspense, thriller kind yeah. of movies, but there's that a lot of like that, where that it's are like, not horror movies at it's all. It's like the, the corporate business is right, coming exactly. after you and chasing you. That's yeah. totally different than different kind of thing. there's an evil or there's a menace right. as opposed Something to something horror. Yeah. yeah. Alfred Hitchcock was known to be the master of suspense. And yeah. yet he's often known as, you know, if there was one movie you would say, Oh, that's a Hitchcock movie. He's known for psycho, yeah. which was a horror movie. Absolutely. And which was very untypical of what he did throughout the you know his career i mean he was only he was 60 by the time he did psycho yeah. mm. and then the birds three years later but he had made a name for himself from his 20s forward with making uh suspenseful movies like that were the, not horror yeah, yeah that were not horror at all the you know the wrong man syndrome uh North spy thrillers a uh, whole bunch South of different kinds of what is it north by northwest, north by northwest. Yeah. suspicion <laughs> 39 uh, steps the 39 Where'd steps so just a whole bunch of that kind of thing, uh, rather than horror itself. Cool. Brant, what about you? Or Brant, sorry. Nate. I can tell you again. <laughs> so I, I think I totally, when I totally misunderstood the assignment because I was thinking like Steel Magnolias, Fried Green Tomatoes. Those are pretty horrific. Uh, but so now, now, now I'm scrambling. So uh, I horror movies that are like very gory are not my thing unless it's goes to campy yeah so because like for example army of darkness is one of my favorite movies of yeah. all time yeah and that's technically a horror movie but it's right. it's a horror comedy gremlins i love gremlins it's a horror comedy yeah. um, did you like zombie land zombie land yeah. about like zombie cabin land. in the woods mm -hmm. cabin in the woods is uh, zombie land. I, haven't, so I haven't seen cabin in the oh, woods you gotta see i've that heard one. that one is good i've also heard uh, get out is good i haven't seen oh, get out's excellent get i haven't out, seen either of those for a totally different reason yeah. Um, yeah. have you seen any of the happy death day movies no okay those are pretty uh, campy and fun because they kind of make fun there was a movie that i it's um it's like two hillbillies versus evil. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, Bill or uh, what is it? Tucker and Dale yeah, versus Tucker and Dale evil. versus right. evil. Absolutely, that, that was fantastic. That that kind of horror. Yes. Fun, yeah. That movie was amazing. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, you really should. It's it's yeah. fantastic. It's a masterclass. <laughs> and like it completely understands horror and like and, that, re and really the hills fun have at eyes it. kind of genre. Yeah. yeah. Crows Have Eyes is one of my favorite films. Um, <laughs> Starring. 
Moira <laughs> Sorry, Rose. Moira Rose. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So like the, I I do like thriller movies, like psychological thrillers or uh-huh. horror thrillers, but like the when they get real gory, like I haven't. I've I think I've seen one Friday the Thirteenth. Um, and I've seen a couple of Halloweens. I like the Freddy Krueger ones because he comes in their dreams, which is a little twist yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, I guess one thing that annoys me about Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers is they just don't die. die. And and I like that Freddy can't die because he's in your dreams. he's in your imagination. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like, but yeah. So I have I kind of I probably sounds like I'm probably a lot more on Bracken's end of the spectrum when it comes to these to these type of movies. I will say, just riffing off of the whole gore thing, just the standard level of gore, I'm like, whatever. But when they get absurd, where literally there's just buckets just spraying Are you talking about Sleepy Hollow? (laughs) (laughs) But I think there is, I mean, and it starts to skew towards the campy side, but I think there's a sweet spot in the middle there where it's not quite campy yet. They're still trying hard, but it is just absurd amounts of gore. Something about that just like tickles something. I mean, yeah. just, not like I want to go like cause a bunch of gore and horror, but like yeah. so, it just cracks me up to see that. What so, about like, what about The Shining? The Shining. Oh. I mean, I think that's a fantastic Hallways movie. Of blood. Yes, but f- a different kind, yep, right? right? Like an elevator full it. of blood. Not right. quite that much, but yeah, like yeah. you know, you chop somebody's arm off and Wait, it's just what? spraying everywhere across the room. Or something. I, haven't, right? I haven't seen The Shining. I haven't either. That, that's but, okay. I don't I think, think it's that's okay. Lloyd. <laughs> you would know him from Taxi. You know what? We all have blind spots. I, <laughs> we do. I haven't watched Schindler's List. I okay? saw The Blind I, Side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So, have you seen Kung Fury? Yes. Yes. So the level of gore in Kung Fury is perfect. <laughs> Because it's just so silly. It's ridiculous. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. like when he, like, like when he loses his first partner, that was probably the funniest scene <laughs> yes. in that in that film. But I would say that's the wrong way. Like that's skewing to the campy side. Right. I'm thinking kind of like uh, Resident Evil, the first one. Yeah. Where the dude gets like laser beamed into little cube, like little one inch cubes of gore. And falls apart to the floor. Like, that just cracks me up. <laughs> Somebody thought, let's murder this guy into tiny little chicken nuggets. <laughs> what about the Hellraiser oh. movies? So, I don't remember much yeah. about those. I just I'll remember you, Pinhead. I, yeah. So, Hellraiser, I was never a real fan of those. I've never been a fan of torture horror. And Hellraiser kind of started that. Yeah. Um, saw... I haven't All seen of any those, of those. Those are kind of the the modern That's version say, of torture well, horror. I don't enjoy that. Yeah, which it's like I don't enjoy it at all. That doesn't right? interest yeah. me in the least. Yeah. yeah. So I grew up uh, loving horror movies from like the time I was a tiny baby. <laughs> <laughs> His that. parents would have CPS called him on them if it was now. <laughs> How, <laughs> what was your starter movie? Please explain. Yeah. So well, I was watching Rosemary's Baby as I a baby. <laughs> I can't. Well, I'll tell you. Some of my earliest memories are watching. We would go to the drive-in theater. Uh, my parents would take us in, uh, and it would be a double feature. And we'd watch a movie. And then the kids would go to sleep. Go to sleep. I'm doing air quotes. Air quotes. (laughs) Go to sleep in the back uh, of the station wagon. But I would poke my head up and watch the movies on the other screens. One of them that I just called the bloody movie. Which I'm pretty sure was probably Jaws 2. 
Um, because uh, I just remember blood all over the place. Anyway. How old were you? Uh, I would have been four. I, I remember seeing Jaws 2 on TV. Yeah. Like going over to our neighbors and it was on and edited and all that kind yeah. of thing. But it was just like in, intense, right? Like yep. It was definitely scary. Is so, it like Jaws' cousin in that one? I think so. <laughs> yeah. I was Jaws at Jaws L. <laughs> <laughs> Little Jaws. <laughs> Oh. Little Jawsy. <laughs> in some scenes, he's a blonde, and in other scenes, he's a brunette shark. <laughs> On one side. That's a, that's a deep cut right there. <laughs> yeah, that was. So I um, was fascinated by the gore growing up. So I loved slasher movies mm. when I was young. I mean, I was really too young to see, you know, um, Nightmare on Elm Street and... Uh, Friday the 13th and stuff, mm. like, when they came out. But as I got to be a teenager, they were, like, on their seventh or eighth movies. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Really, they were probably on their second or third. And so then I went back in time and watched those. I used to have a subscription to Fangoria Magazine, which is a magazine all about the gore in movies and how they did it, how mm-hmm. they made them. And they would feature all of the special effects. That's what I was fascinated with. Mm. And so... To me, it wasn't gore. It was some kind of cool special effect mm-hmm. that I really was interested in. As I got older, um, so those movies, first of all, never scared me. Huh. Um, they were kind of like art pieces to me. Exercise. Yeah, technical, yeah. right? Um, as I got older, I started to kind of decide that I just don't like slasher movies. I don't like the gore. I'm like you all. That there are a whole. There's a whole other genre of well, there's lots of them, of horror movies that are scary. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of like with Brant, it's the kind of the, uh, what do you call it? Like the um, supernatural mm-hmm. haunted house movies are kind of my my favorite. My favorite movie of all time in any genre is Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. I love Poltergeist. And the thing that uh, I love so much about it is that it's like real, like, the fears, the things that happen in there are things that I feel like I was afraid of as a kid. And I was like, yeah, this is all real. I remember that one scaring me when I was a kid. Yeah. That was pretty intense. For me, like, the stupidest things that scared me were where the camera pans away for two seconds and comes back. Comes back. And the room is completely different. You're right. Like, how in the crap, like, as a kid, like, I stacked. didn't understand the yeah. magic of, like, that's awesome. how in the crap did that, they do that so fast. I'm like, so obviously that's evil. They did it for real. Yeah, did they really? They really, the, the chairs were all... Sta- uh, attached together and guys because there's no cut there right and, and so, yeah. all, the guys had to real quickly pull all the chairs away and stack them up on the table it was all one piece prefab you know, yeah, down, yeah. Right? but but no it was stuff yeah, like that cool. to where it was like yeah. especially as a young kid yeah not understanding but that kind of stuff freaked me out because i was like that was real right like yeah how, how do they do that right yeah huh. do you but, remember when thriller came out the okay I have a story about Absolutely. Thriller. Michael Jackson's Thriller, 1982. I remember where I was when I watched. I sat. I was a huge Michael Jackson fan. I was so excited for it to come out on MTV. And like I had to be home in time. I was telling my parents, we got to be home. It's going to be on MTV at a certain amount of or certain time. It was so huge at yep. that time. Yeah. I mean, it was just unbelievable how big Michael Jackson was. Yeah. When I watched it, I was just so like I was totally into it. The, the song was cool, but the video was amazing. And then I watched, like, the making of Thriller, like, a thousand times and stuff. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I loved it. And I made the mistake with my own child, my first child, my oldest child, when she was two and a half. <laughs> I thought, she's probably old enough to watch Thriller. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh man! And then the I should have waited till I should have waited till she was three. <laughs> <laughs> but my kids this definitely have. This explains a lot. Uh, <laughs> my my love of horror has rubbed off on my kids. I've brought them up kind of that way. One of my daughters is not as excited about horror, and that's totally fine. But uh, she doesn't sleep here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. um, I've got another question for you guys. How would you feel if you were watching some classic movie franchise like, Harry? let's say, Harry Potter, okay? Mm -hmm. You watch the first Harry Potter, and you watch the second Harry Potter, and then the third Harry Potter comes out, and you go and you watch it, and there is no Harry Potter in it. Harry <laughs> Potter's nowhere to be found. None of the familiar music from Harry Potter is there. There's no Hogwarts. There's nothing... Well as long as it had the same producer, I'd be fine with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's a really funny comparison. Because <laughs> if you look at the way the first two Harry Potters are filmed, and then the third one is filmed, they're like, it's a completely different tone. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Harry and them are all there. But like, right. uh, is it Alfonso Cuaron? Yes. Uh, he had a completely different vision than... Of what Harry Potter should be, yeah. And so, so, I bring this up because we just watched... Halloween 3, uh, Season of the Witch, um, which is uh, a film by John Carpenter, and uh, kind of loosely by John Carpenter by now. But it's the third uh, film in the franchise, uh, and uh, it's nothing like the other two films. No. <laughs> so what was your favorite Michael Myers scene in this movie? <laughs> Take a minute to think. Okay, wait, 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 okay. No, what, was my, your, my... what was your favorite Kelly Strode moment in this movie? <laughs> Who's Kelly Strode? Isn't that Jamie Lee Curtis's character She's name? She's Lori. I'm sorry, Lori Strode. <laughs> my, my favorite scene is when the drunk doctor is watching it on TV because <laughs> it happens to be on for a few minutes. When he's actually taped to his chair in front yes. of it yeah they're yes. actually that is so this is a very weird thing it's so weird. there's actually the movie halloween it was is within the world of they this reference movie. one yes. and two yeah. Yeah. yes <laughs> and you're watching it on tv yes. it's crazy yeah. yet there's nothing else related to those movies no. in this movie so uh oh. i'm going to start with a quick uh plot synopsis of the film uh good luck <laughs> so um in california a man uh comes into a hospital grasping a halloween mask and he's uh, unconscious while he's unconscious in his <laughs> in his hospital bed a uh, amway salesman comes in <laughs> and kills him and then lights himself on fire killing himself uh the police think that the killer must be on drugs, but the doctor doesn't believe that that's the case. And then when the dead man's daughter shows up and, and uh, identifies the body, the doctor and the daughter run off on a holiday where they go to find out <laughs> <Run on holiday. laughs> what 
why her father was killed why the mask is involved so they go visit the mask the town where the mask factory is and they uncover a sinister plot uh by the irish um (laughs) well he's an irish witch Uh, well supposedly warlock yeah I guess, they never say warlock, but they never yeah. say witch either. Yeah. No, they they, <laughs> they do say says, witch. He they does say, say witchcraft. Witch. That's true. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, the the Irish warlock guy has stolen part of um, Stonehenge. Stonehenge from Credence in Troll Two, <laughs> <laughs> and he's using that power. And he's his plan is to kill all of the children in the United States or wherever else they by his masks and i think he says like it is a practical joke but also a sacrifice to yeah it's he's he's celebrating Samhain, which is Samhain is the origin of halloween it's the pagan holiday where we derived halloween from um so that's his purpose because he's a practical joker and it's the best joke of all because it's the joke on the children and simultaneously a sacrifice ha 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 (laughs) <laughs> I think that was that was actually scarier than any point in the actual movie <laughs> it's so funny yeah, I... so the best jokes are the ones you have to explain <laughs> <laughs> so what's what stood out to you guys uh and that, oh, geez. he had these uh he had all these minions that were robots, right? It was almost like the Stepford right. Wives. A so we weren't bit. sure if they were Amway salesmen or IBM employees. They were all in suits, <laughs> and they were obviously extras. They didn't really speak. Uh, some of them were oddly redhead. Um, awkwardly, they were just awkward. Uh, no emotion. Minions, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, uh, his the doctor's mustache also stood out to me. Yeah, I mean, that's that was, right. And just. The blatant misogyny weaved throughout oh, it. Yes, yeah. tapestry the, of so casual <laughs> sexual harassment. He was, yeah. yes. he was hitting on other nurses in the hospital. Nurses were hitting on him. He was not getting along with his wife. He has an affair with the the daughter and just man and the coroner. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, uh, so I looked it up just now because it was really bothering. I think all of us in the when we're watching the movie, right? So at the time, the, the guy. No, well, that no, I didn't look up the I didn't look up the handkerchief, but that's a good point. Um, so the doctor uh-huh. was forty seven yes. at the time they filmed this, yeah. and the the daughter that he had goes on the <laughs> the holiday with the vacation. She was twenty three, yeah, and she was a very young looking twenty three, yeah, right, yeah. And, and so it was just that was one thing that was very off putting to me. She assured him that. She, she was, was she's older she than she older. looks exactly, which i guess yeah. was true yeah. but like, i mean guys he did ask her how old she was after, <laughs> after afterwards and also she didn't give a number right <laughs> that's all she said is she's older than she looks <laughs> I, I, that, that whole relationship made no sense Brad to me sighing and shaking his well, head. so it doesn't make any sense her dad has just died yeah. by having his his orbital sockets ripped out <laughs> through his nose like a bowling ball. Mm-hmm. And sh- her, her idea is, I'm going to hook up with the doctor. Yeah. Who... This is four days after he died. Yeah. Yep. So they, they just buried him the day before when they go on their little adventure. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's, that whole yeah. relationship just did not make <laughs> yeah, no, any sense. Weird. Oh, you were going to say something, Danny? 
So uh, I want to first let's just address the the thing from the beginning because uh, the handkerchief. I, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, his handkerchief. Let's talk we'll about the handkerchief. The handkerchief. So no, no. we'll leave it for the very end. <laughs> we'll tease it like the movie does the entire time. <laughs> so this is the third movie in the Halloween franchise. Okay, Halloween is a horror movie franchise which now has thirteen films under its belt. Oh, wow. At the time. Uh, this was the third movie. The first one came out in 78, the second one came out in 81, and this one came out in 82. So, uh, in case you don't, you are not familiar with Halloween, the story is that there is a disturbed young boy named Michael Myers who killed his sister and then was sent away to an insane asylum. Uh, then 15 years later, he breaks out and he comes and kills like babysitters and he's trying to kill this one girl named Lori who's played by uh uh what's her name Jamie Lee Curtis Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis. Curtis thank you and he's killing everyone around her trying got, to kill her he's got a butcher's knife he's yep. got a William Shatner painted white mask on yep. his face yeah so he's yeah just a white mask the eye holes you never see his William eyes Shatner. so it's yeah, just the, dark the original mask is a is actually a mask of William Shatner, William Shatner. It's turned inside they out. turned it inside out and then yeah, put a wig on creepier. it yep. oh <laughs> So, um, this, uh, <laughs> at the way. end of that <laughs> movie, um, he gets shot and falls down, uh, out a window or off a balcony. Right. And then, uh, the cop, or is it a cop who's there? Yeah. The cop goes down and the last scene, Michael Myers' body is disappeared. It's gone. Okay. John um, Carpenter did the first one. Right. It, it's mm-hmm. just seminal. Uh, it's a very influential movie. Yep. Just like Psycho is influential on the horror genre. There are many uh, copycats from this. It was very low budget. It made a lot of money. I'm not sure how much. but um, Yeah, I mean, it made enough that it was green-lighted for a sequel. Right. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is the daughter of Janet Lee, who was in Psycho, by the way. Uh, Jamie Lee oh, Curtis yeah. is a scream queen. You know, she's uh, one of the original... Just like her mother, Janet Lee, was mm-hmm. a scream queen from, from Psycho. Janet Lee plays the, his Jan- mom, right? What do you mean yeah. by scream queen? Janet is... Lee it was played Marion Crane in Psycho. Is that? I'm I was sorry. saying she's playing Norman's mom, right? No. Oh, she... oh wait, Norman played... Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so scream queen, I mean, yeah, yeah so she kind of is a star from being in a, in a slasher movie and right. screaming at the ba- bad guy, you okay. know, and the heroine. They're like the, the damsel in distress, distress kind it's of. It's a TV yeah, show on Fox. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, that one. Which also has Jamie the Curtis. Yes. All right, so, <laughs> so back to the, so the scream. Yeah. I'm sorry, Halloween one. So uh, John Carpenter also wrote the music to that, and it has very iconic music. Oh, yeah. The music is very recognizable. And uh, instantly, for me, like, uh, I mean, it gives me anxiety. Like, it, yeah. you know. There's such a beauty to it, too. Yes, it's, it's so beautiful. simple. It's like you can just do it on the piano. Uh-huh. And uh, it's, it's yeah. It's great. And most importantly, not incredibly annoying. That's right. True. Yeah. Right? True. I feel like yeah. it really crapped the bed. It's, it's one of those one. good things where as soon as you start hearing that, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know the menace is coming, even right. if you right. don't see it again. Right. right? Did it's, you like know... the, it's like in Jaws when you hear John Williams, those two yeah. chord. Yeah. Yeah. So Michael Myers in the first one, we don't even know his name. Yeah. His Michael Myers, I believe. 
uh, through the first one, he's credited, he's just called the shape. So he's just this shape menace, you know, and it's really scary. Yeah. So they finish that. John Carpenter has this idea. Hey, I want to do a bunch of Halloween themed movies. Uh, we'll do an anthology where every year I'll do a different just Halloween themed movie. And so he was ready to do his second one. And the studio says, no, 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 no. You've got to do a sequel to Halloween. Michael Myers, we need to know what happens. He didn't really want to do it, but they convinced him. Uh, sounds like they didn't really have to twist his arm or anything. He, he was like, okay. So then he does the second movie. And the second movie picks up immediately after the first movie. Like it, it could like be. the same night. Yes. Yeah. The, the same night. They just continue on. Michael Myers is actually not dead and he's killing people in the hospital and stuff and then they kill him again at the end i remember uh, watching it and thinking man this this is actually kind of surprisingly good because yep. i enjoyed the fact that it was still like a continuation it's really like halloween part two because right. mm-hmm. it does it's the pick same up halloween right, night, the same right. night. Yep. you think oh you know the, the first movie i've seen so many times but it's you don't see halloween 2 on very on right. the tv very often so it's hard to catch but the story was surprisingly, you know, you expect it to be like the following year right. or, or five years, years later, later or, yeah. yeah, but it's no, it take, picks up exactly. And the, the whole cast is back. Although Jamie Lee Curtis isn't like the main character. Right. She's in a few scenes, but it does pick up right where they left off. So here we are. We watched the first movie. Then you watch the second movie. It's just a continuation of the same story. So now the third movie comes mm-hmm. out. And, uh, of course, audiences are expecting a continuation of the story. Well, John Carpenter was like, no, I want to do this anthology, so I'm going to do a movie that's about Halloween, but not about Michael Myers, because that was my original intention. And (laughs) you can imagine people were not happy uh, when Michael Myers was not in the Halloween movie. Neither was that classic music. Um, And it was replaced with some of the most annoying music in all of cinema. <laughs> I was going yeah, to talk talking about bad that. music yeah. and bad soundtrack and bad yeah. audio. This may be worse than movies. a talking cat. It's so much worse. <laughs> well, okay. There were, I mean, the music works, right? but there's that, what is it? That the jingle ringing? That ch- oh, that, oh, no, no. There's no, two the, things. The, yeah, there's, there's two, two things. things. There's, there's that, the commercial. Well, okay. The commercial is a whole other thing. We'll, we'll right, talk about yeah. it. But that bell ringing... It's the synthesizer just ringing. It's like a tinkle yeah. kind of And like, it goes it's on pitched. way too It's like you put one of those long. birds that, you know, drinks water and keeps going, and uh-huh. it just keeps hitting that key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the problem is, it, it doesn't really... Like in the first one, right? When you hear Michael, I'll call it Michael's theme, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know something's going to happen. Right. This one is just constantly running behind the scenes yeah, almost. They, it, and there's no real motif It's all no, the music, the no, right? It's put there just to make you nervous and kind of suspenseful because there's nothing going on that right. really makes you right. tense right. or nervous. It just right? gave me a headache. Yes. For sure. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's there to sell Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs> should be Halloween 3, Season of Tinnitus. <laughs> <laughs> so someone explain to explain to our listeners what is the grand plot what is the grand scheme of the 
Irish. So this isn't a slasher movie like the first two movies. This is more of a... Um, Science fiction? <laughs> I, I almost was thinking about like Soylent Green, where there's this plot... Or people trying to take over the world. The masks are people. You know, there's like this... I'm, well, because of all the... They're in a factory and there's... They're trying to un- uncover the mystery of what's going on in this this factory and what the guy is trying... It was up to. Mm-hmm. And trying to make sense of it. And you really never get... It never makes sense. So... <laughs> Uh, he, we find out he's a witch and he wants to get revenge from something that happened 3,000 years ago. It's like, yeah. how can you hold on to that? I mean, that's a really long time. But, I mean, I don't even remember that. You know how the past. Irish are. It's got the anger of the Irish. I guess. You know, you know how the but, Irish hold a grudge. Yeah. Well, I'm Irish and I, I guess it's true. But, um, you know, that's a long time to hold a grudge. And I, I, I don't know why he's holding it against the children that are doing Halloween. He kind of explains it, but it didn't make sense to me. I, I didn't quite follow it. It didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense right? at all. Okay. No. So, yeah, it's it's more of a... You're trying to uncover... It's like a... I keep wanting it's to a say... a mystery. Like uh, Stepford Wives, where there's this yeah. conspiracy, mm-hmm. and they're trying to take over, and there's these robots... But it's not really scary, mm-hmm. uh, except for the music. There's a, you know, there actually is not to. Sp- uh, I don't want to spoil the ending because, but I, I, I the movie I'm gonna, is like thirty years. Yeah, old. it's old. I, I mean, people <laughs> listening this may want to actually watch it. It's older than Dan. There's a, a scene at the end. Uh, I'll just go there. Yeah. Where he rescues the girl who's in the lab. And they're driving away. Oh, we're gonna spoil that ending. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. Blo- it's all blowing up, and we find out that it, you know, it's she's actually not her. Right. She's one of the ro- bo- robots, yeah. and she is attacking him and stuff. And I really like that twist, but there was not a lot of stuff leading up to it that right. really kept me interested. It just kind of came out interested. of the blue. No. Right. It was a nice little twist at the end, but yeah, it, that was like the only thing about this that was kind of in the slasher. You know, there was that scare at the end, but nothing else throughout the rest of the movie was was there. There were a lot of references I did pick up to Psycho. Um, they're staying at a hotel. Mm-hmm. They go into the uh, shop at the very beginning, and there's some rakes, and they're talking about, well, well, you know, we're going to this town, and we're, we'll we'll pretend we're man and wife and check into a, uh, you know, the motel. Which is right out of Psycho. Yeah. Uh, and then he sneaks back into the office and like looks to see who's signed in previously, and they're trying to follow where the father is, exactly like in Psycho with Marion Crane and trying to do that. But other than that, I mean, it was just a few references, but nothing really substantially fun or entertaining. Mm-hmm. I mean, the doctor, uh, Doctor Chalice. Mm-hmm. Dan Chalice. His, okay, his... can I interject for one second? Do you remember anybody's name in this entire movie without looking at our cheat sheet? No. Except for Buddy Jr. Buddy Jr. That's the yeah. only one I honestly remember. <laughs> Which I means his father must be Buddy. a-hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so the doctor... Well, O'Connor. Yeah, Connell O'Connor. Connell Cochran. Yeah, even that you could get right. Well, those, you know, all those Irish names are the same. O'Connor, Cochran... <laughs> Okay, I think all the Irish are going to stop listening. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason we keep bringing up the Irish is because it, this is a Halloween movie called Halloween, but it's more like St. Patrick's. It's covered thing. in shamrocks. Yeah. It, it's yeah. a it's a bo- we the uh, town is all about all about Irish. Irish. The yeah, name of yeah. the factory is Silver Shamrock. Silver yeah. Shamrock, and you uh, hear it a 
thousand times throughout the movie. Shamrock yeah. Savings Bank. Yeah. Uh, the the proprietor at the what was it? The Dublin. His name Inn? is Rafferty. Yeah. The 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 but the, the proprietor at the little motel they stay in. I mean, yeah. he sounds like the Lucky Charms guy. Yeah. 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 And so it, it's clearly. <laughs> He very well could be the Lucky Charms guy. So, <laughs> but the guy who plays the bad guy, uh, Connell Cochran, like, he has kind of an English accent yeah. or, or upper crust American-ish right. accent, but he is Irish. And then he, he breaks into his, I have to assume, like his regular accent when he while he's explaining while he monologues and, his yeah. his thing and yeah. he sounds like an Bond he actually style. sounds like an Irishman. He's like yeah. the only person in the film. Who is Irish. Who's Irish and sounds Irish. Yeah. I mean, they all kind of sound like the Lucky Charms guy, you know. Yeah. Oh, Blue Leaf, Blue Clovers, yeah. or whatever it is. Blue Horseshoes. Silver Shamrocks. <laughs> Silver Shamrocks. But like, <laughs> uh, but I was just going to say, the doctor, his his whole motivation in this road trip is because he wants to get into the girl's pants. <laughs> That's like, right. I don't think I don't think he cares what happened to her dad. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the so only true. thing he packs is a six pack of, of, be- of like beer. beer, right? He brought his handkerchief though. And his handkerchief. We'll get to the handkerchief. We'll keep teasing that. So I mean that that stood out to me. And he's squirming because we're not going to talk about. No, <laughs> he's just biting his nails. He's got notes over there. Talk about. The handkerchief. No, well, I'll tell you the other one I have. But I don't know. Just everything about their relationship made no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like we'd mentioned before, her dad had just died, and they have this awkward meet cute. Was it at a bar? Yeah, uh, and she yes. finds him at the bar because she saw him at the funeral. Right, and and she wanted to say thanks, and and we we're like, what? Thanks for what? Like he was just the doctor who was there. The nurses did all the work, and then the guy died, and. Right. So and with the with him, his character, they're trying to have you not like him, right? Or what are they trying? I don't, to I don't do? know if that's. I think they're that's... just trying to show him as a flawed human, like I'm he's not a sure flawed hero. He's an alcoholic who's a horrible father and a bad husband and a bad mustache. Yeah. Wait. Speaking of uh, Nate's Nate's fears. Uh, I think Bean might be coming in. No. Oh. Uh, I'm not so, scared of Bean. <laughs> he did have a sexy mustache, though, right? I, and he was a doctor. Obviously. He was only like 24 years older than her. So. <laughs> but his mustache was only about three weeks old. So. Uh, yeah. That's true. It balances out. Yeah. They, yeah, she was. I could see how she was really into him. Yeah. That mustache, oh, I felt like he would have one of those like old timey vans that would have like a mattress in the back. Oh, yeah, yeah right. it just looked like a, Has like a stallion yeah. jumping off of something. Yeah, so, it on the side. He was obviously having marital issues because every time he would call, <laughs> well, yeah, right. Because every time he would call uh, his wife and say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to be gone in a couple more days I'll at this conference kids, or whatever." whatever. She was just always screaming and yelling on the phone. I mean, it was almost com- comical how it was just like, okay, you know, well, she's just the, the screaming wife. The one scene that she's in, like when he comes, I, I, I didn't know. Are they still married? Are they divorced? I like, know. I, I think they're supposed to be divorced because I think at one point somebody says ex-wife. Okay, because he goes over there, but he's starting to take off his jacket like he's going to be right. there. And she's just very cold. 
Yeah. So you're so and since well, he's kind of our protagonist, I'm like, are we supposed to hate his ex wife? Right. Like, yeah. listen, that scene is important because we find out how bad of a father he is because he buys his two kids Halloween masks and they're not the silver shamrock masks; they're some other cheap mask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's a horrible father, obviously. Yeah. yeah. He didn't get the brand name stuff. He got. To be fair, he is a doctor. <laughs> And he buys the cheapest masks. I mean, come on. <laughs> He's yeah. got to save money for that beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, the the plan is that these kids will wear these Halloween masks that have a microchip installed in them. And when a certain song is played at a certain time, it will activate the... Well, I, I I think it was more of the screen flashing. Oh, the screen flashing. Flash. Well, yeah. And yeah. the music, but it, you forgot it has a particle <clears throat> from oh, a piece of Stonehenge that was stolen right. from Stonehenge. Just yes. a single particle of Stonehenge in the microchip. Oh, yeah. that, I and that's when he like that. dust. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't just technology; it had to have magic okay. with it, yeah. and that's why. Uh, the and then marriage. when the song comes on and the flashing lights and stuff, then what happens? <laughs> Well, a, a myriad of things that can happen. Yeah. Well, for <laughs> well, okay, one, well, so for the, one thing, the we'll audience... get back to the, the lady Mildred or whatever her name was. Garn. Yeah. Well, that's her real name. Who got her face <laughs> melted off? She accidentally activated. I mean, can we talk about Miss how Fire. big these logos are? They're I about mean, the size of a poker chip. I would say they're even bigger, they're bigger than that, though. Like yeah. a large poker, like the top of a soda can. Okay, yeah, that's like probably the, true. You know, the the top of a soda can, that entire circle, it's like a dealer. That's about how big it is, and it's about. I would say about a poker chip thick, yeah. right? On the back of the mask. On the back of the mask and solid block, right? And it has a silver shamrock on it. Yeah. Like, nothing Halloween. It's this big... It's the silver shamrock. Silver shamrock. Yeah. And, yeah. I We were kept commenting. It was like, if that was on my mask, I would purposely cut that off of my mask because it <laughs> looks annoying. The one lady complains that her son was throwing it against the wall and it came off in the cheap quality. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well... Good for him. Yeah. Why would you? Off. Why would you want that on there? <laughs> Do we want to talk about that scene now? Or? Yeah, yeah. We need. We need to talk about what happens. Okay. So one, this lady's kind of obnoxious, yeah. right? She almost runs over Mustache mm-hmm. in the parking lot of the the, the hotel, whatever. And Hawks her very first interaction is like, I gotta get, pick up this crap and stay in this crappy hotel again. I hate working again. with this. And even yeah. the, like the doctor looks at the camera, he's like. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, he comes in and he says it's a zoo out there. Yeah. <laughs> and so, then she, when she meets the girl, she honks her horn while the girl's right. Yeah. Right. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to honk at you. Anyway, yeah, it wasn't even just a beep. It was like, <laughs> oh, sorry. So she is sitting in her bed later, uh, in her hotel room, and she finds the puck. I'll yeah. just call it the puck, and notices there's a little computer chip on the back. It's like a button. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's looking at it and she pulls out, you know, a hairpin and just starts kind of stabbing at the electronics for some reason. I don't know why, but, you know, she's poking it's at it. It's the 80s. That's the first thing I do when <laughs> I find something electronic is stick a hairpin in it. Jab at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first so, I make sure it's plugged in. <laughs> who, wants, who wants to say what happens next? Oh, man. So, I mean, I can. <laughs> a laser beam <laughs> shoots out of the, the button. Like a major... It's gun. like Ghostbusters yeah. level yeah. energy beam shooting yeah, it's out. Not like yeah. a little, yeah, it's a big it hits her right thing. in the mouth. Blasts her in the face and completely like eviscerates her mouth. Like yep. turns it tears inside her lips out, off. Yep. Melts it. Her eyeballs are all breaks puckered. her teeth and stuff. Yeah. And then what crawls out of her mouth? 
a Jerusalem cricket yeah. crawls out of her yeah. mouth. <laughs> Which is the single most disgusting bug in the world. I hate those things. They are disgusting, but not menacing. No. They're... Yeah. Maybe well, to other Jerusalem crickets. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to explain a little bit about Jerusalem so The Jerusalem cricket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then... So, the, so that's what happens when she's just messing around. Yeah. And then... And then they don't bring, call for an ambulance. It's like the the call van, the, silver the factory from the, from the factory. Yeah. And they so and the, so Doctor Chalice comes out and he's like, hey, "I'm a doctor. I can help." And they're like, "Don't worry about it. We've and got the best we've got help the, at the factory." Well, where are they taking her? The factory. <laughs> all, all the minions that are there, they're always in suits. Yeah. Are all of a sudden all in little white uh, trench yeah. coats. Lab coats. Yeah, yeah, lab coats. Yeah. So they look like they're medical people, but they're. Labticians or something. Yeah. <laughs> that makes as much sense as the movie. <laughs> Professional labticians. But that's the first that we see that there's something sinister about these masks and buttons. Right. right? Where she gets her face blasted off. Yeah, I mean, it it's not the weird part about the town. Like, they have a six o'clock curfew. Oh, yeah. yeah. The voice comes on at six o'clock. It's six o'clock. The Jamie Lee curfew. Curtis's voice comes yep. on. And... Yeah. So she got her her role in this film. Yeah. Why so did they even the, have a six o'clock curfew? They weren't even it's never doing clear. anything. Nothing is happening. So the whole town is like and the people in, in Nilbog oh, well. in Troll Two. Yeah. Like everybody, as the strangers are coming into town, everyone is staring at them, and it's like, and everyone loves Connell Cochran, and uh, the factory and what they've made. They've you it's know, done the, for the, the city. The, the town. town is what it is because of the factory and because of Connell Cochran. Whoa, 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 whoa. The homeless guy does not like Connell Cochran. <laughs> He's the only sane guy. So every yeah. person in the town but him. <laughs> oh, and what happens to him? So I don't know if you noticed during the movie, but so I don't like slasher horror yeah. movies. I noticed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. So every time no you he threw knew up a couple times <laughs> that something really horrific was going to happen, like someone's hand was going to go into someone else's body and break then rip part of the inner part of that person's body out of their body i just closed my eyes is yeah. so disgusting i just can't take it so i don't know if you noticed like my squirmishness yep. at all of i it. noticed you were squirmy <laughs> yeah um but to be clear though like the gore in this is not blood no, right. it all looks like somebody reached their hand to a bunch of orange con- juice concentrate. Yes, and it's, that's what is splattered. Yeah. Everywhere. Remember, like an alien, yeah, when the, the android and it's like he's spewing out milk. Yeah, yes, it's like it, so. That's like when once you find out they're androids, it's like oh, it must be the fluid. Like, yeah, right. They're motor, yeah, motor oil, right. basically. But even exactly. even the humans, yeah. like when Dad at yeah. the very beginning gets his his face face ripped off, whatever, basically. Yeah. He's bleeding what looks like it's dark orange motor oily it's, kind yeah, of color. Yeah. It's yeah. So not not very it's really not, blood yeah. in this no. not a lot of real no. yeah. red blood. There's splatters this. of things, but there's yeah. no blood. Well, like when the guy kills the uh the coroner, is that who she is? Yeah. Yeah. And he just oh, yeah. and he we don't even see. He takes a drill to her it, head, yeah. but you you don't even see it. The camera yeah, is. You like, see the drill coming down. She's on the ground. He's aiming at her head, and then they do a far shot. Which where, I appreciate so it. Yeah. It's the killing of the homeless man that was, I think maybe they the most horrific, right? Like yeah. they take his head off, mm-hmm. and then I guess he only had like yeah, yellow a blood too. Of blood but then like the flat fountain of blood spurts yeah. out. 
now that we're talking about horror and disgusting things, can we talk about the commercial in this movie? <laughs> yes. What commercial? Oh, was well, there a commercial in this? There's a commercial. Um, Wait, are you talking product placement? Or... <laughs> well, no. Of a type. It wasn't product placement. It was... it was it was part of the story, actually. No, it's the it's the commercial for the uh, these masks uh, that are put out by uh, Cochrane and. Uh, it's the same jingle. We how many times do we hear this? Fourteen the, times. Fourteen times, and we kind of keep track. It's, it's not a long commercial, and maybe it only runs, maybe five to ten seconds. But the jingle is just kind of gets into your head. Let's let's listen not to really. it. It's okay, a, it's a very annoying. London Bridge is falling down. <laughs> I don't see how that could be annoying. Over and over again, right? (laughs) I hear they actually just play that on a loop in Guantanamo Bay, and that's how they get information out of people. uh, So (laughs) the worst part is at the end, like when it's doing the final like transformation kind of thing, it does the and it just keeps going and going and going. So they're no longer singing the words; it's just that and organ music. The screens are strobing. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's assaulting your ears and your eyes. You're having a seizure. Yeah. Yeah. For real. If you have epileptic seizure... Photosensitive epilepsy. This is not the film for you. Do not watch this movie. I think it was after this film that they started putting those warning signs. (laughs) It wouldn't surprise me at all. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's part of the plot that it actually makes the kids, the heads explode or whatever. And turn bugs, bugs and, and oh yeah, so we didn't talk about the, but, sec- the, the uh, what actually the masks are supposed to do. Yeah, yeah so uh, in what could only be termed like a really bad business decision. <laughs> yep. Co- Cochran invites like the the president of the company who has sold more of his products than anyone else in the nation. So his best customer, he invites him and his family out to tour the factory, and then ultimately they lock him in a room, and. They have the kid put the Buddy Junior puts the mask yeah. on, so Buddy Junior's a real he's an a he's an a hole, <laughs> and so we're kind of like he's gonna he deserves whatever's coming to him, so he puts the mask on. We see the ad and, the, and they show you know the strobing lights and stuff, and the mom and dad are just kind of laughing a little bit about how this room in the factory is made to look like a living room. She's like yeah. laughing at the fake fruit, which fruit, I don't know why she was laughing so hard about yeah. that. Right. So uh, Buddy Junior. His head doesn't necessarily explode. Like the mask starts to melt, yeah, and then it splits open, and a bunch of crickets, regular crickets, yeah, not Jerusalem crickets, come out. And you seemed very disappointed oh, by yeah, that. Yeah, there's a and ton of ton of crickets. A yeah. lot, a lot, a lot of crickets. A rattlesnake, hundreds of them, yeah, yeah, and some other snakes. Other, other snakes. kinds of snakes yeah. as well, smaller ones. And so, so he obviously is dead because his mm-hmm. head is now a bugs and snakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, then, well, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm almost positive he's dead because you never know. <laughs> and uh, the mom, I don't think dies. I know she passes out. She probably gets she bit by over, one of those snakes but eventually. The buddy Senior, as he's trying to escape, he gets bit by the rattlesnake. Yeah, he gets snake bit, and then he falls. Dies down. almost immediately. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like a super rattlesnake. Yeah, and 
And so that's that's what the mask is supposed to do. Is it turn? So Cochran got a joke on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not oh, as good bracket. as the dead dwarf gag. <laughs> doesn't make sense <laughs> cochran is known as, as a, uh like the father of practical jokes they say mm-hmm. and at one point the, the yeah the buddy buddy's buddy. naming off all the stuff to the doctor he's like you know the dead dwarf gag <laughs> yeah <laughs> sticky toilet paper sticky toilet paper what movie did we watch again <laughs> so uh i mean so, uh, what, I mean, do we explain how it finishes? It, it doesn't, doesn't make, make any, any sense. Yeah. <laughs> None of it makes any it sense It made as much sense all. as throwing a bologna sandwich so, at a villain. Yeah, right? so I, I mentioned the scene where they're running and he gets the girl and they run away in the car and they, they crash and then he... Because they crashed because she was the robot and was trying to kill him. Yeah. And then he's fighting her and he breaks off an arm and whatever and and defeats her and runs off to, back to the gas so station. So before you get to that, we need yeah. to talk about the end of Cochrane. What his ending was. Right, 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 right. Okay. So who wants to explain that? So Cochrane and his minions are... Robots. Uh, yeah, Not so Cochrane, but just the other minions. Right. Yeah. His... And it's unclear to me how many of them are real people versus how many of them are robo minions because it seems like the robo people never talk. Right. Right. They're well, we automatons. Find, we find out after the scene that we're about to talk about who's we, real. We think, but we'll, we'll okay, okay. We'll get to we'll that. Explain in just a that because I so because like it. he has scientists who are talking to him and interacting with him. None of his robo minions, I feel, ever actually talk. Right. Right, they don't talk. Right. So okay. his lair has got all these like computer the, screens. The lapticians right? do talk, and they're all in like a circular. <laughs> and the ladies know, in the office. Circular uh, console, right? And yeah, they've got, got all like the TVs 80s, in a circle. Yeah. Yeah, and they've got the eighties like computer monitors with the lights, and Lots it looks almost buttons. like from out of Star Trek or something. Yeah. 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 It's like mission control, and this is where they are. <clears throat> excuse me, is controlling all of this. I'm assuming the transmission the of whatever it is that's going to activate all these masks, right? It's, the, it's the jingle, right? It's yeah, the, yeah, it's the jingle. Because <laughs> we've heard it already 13 times at this point. Right. It's burned into my ears. So did you notice how uh, the doctor just knew like what buttons to press? Well, I don't know if you noticed this, but the buttons to press were 666. They had done that not. when they did the... Because um, he did demonstrate They did the demonstration, did so he saw them push 666. Uh, this yeah, movie's very subtle thing. that way. Like, yeah. at the very beginning in the hospital, when the guy first goes in, he's in room number 13. 13, yeah. Right. It's yeah. filled with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Very John Carpenter. So, 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 anyways, so, he's sneaking around, and he... He being the doctor. He, yeah. I'll, Stash. Um, Stash is Dr. running Stash. around with, um, I don't know, what should we call her name? Young blood. Her name is um, Ellie. Ellie. Young blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Ellie. Ellie and Stash are. He, so he's he's secretly activating all of the monitors inside their command console, whatever. He's right? turning on the the jingle. Uh, the yeah. jingle, yeah. So he's activating whatever it is, and for some reason he he finds a box full of the little pucks, right? Yeah. And he, for some reason, gets the idea. I'm going to climb up into the rafters and dump this box of 
computer chip things all over the Lapticians, and something will happen, and they'll activate. Yeah. Which again, he has no he reason doesn't to believe know this is gonna that happen. It's he has no chip. idea. Yeah. All he knows is it turns people, children, into spider and snake spawn points in, in right. conjunction with the masks. Yeah. With the yeah. masks, right? But right. he has he has no idea that any that they do anything else. But he sprinkles them all over. And they start sparkling. It's and raining fires, down. And yeah. it's like everything just kind of starts exploding in all the consoles. All the lapticians fall over dead. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> like a lightning laser beam effect starts spinning around the top of this. Creates like a blue circular, halo above right, everything. Right, yeah. Around the computer around modules the TV that were in a circle, yeah. And so, and just I, to kind of set the position. So there's the one stone from Stonehenge, kind of on a raised dais yeah. kind of thing. And then in between the command console is where Cochrane is standing. Yeah. So he's immediately in between, in between those, two. those two. And so that thing is lasery, whatever, spinning around. At this point, Cochrane looks up at the rafters and kind of gives him like a slow, slow clap, clap, like a with a big smile, a fancy, yeah, like like hey, oh, that was a good a, joke, that was a great practical <laughs> joke, that was a great <laughs> gag, totally went up to me. And then uh, laser, he, he does have a good sense of humor. Doesn't he does. He? <laughs> the 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 circular beam gets brighter uh-huh. and then Stonehenge stone starts glowing bright white and then shoots a laser beam a la like Indiana Jones when right. they open the arc. Blasts Into his him. Chest. Yeah. And what what does he look like? Wasn't there a bologna sandwich at this point? <laughs> exactly. Uh, sorry. That's oh, wait, wait, no bog. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I forgot about that. He turns bright white um, and looks like, uh, well, I think you described it as a, a uh, what? Oh, like a wax statue with the popcorn ceiling sprinkled Christmas all tree over. flocking yeah. on it. Yeah, Christmas yeah. tree flocking, right? And then he just kind of Cracks slowly fades and fades away. It was so disappears. There was no explosion. There was nothing. He just fades away. This was, evil villain of the whole movie just gets to fade away. Yeah. 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 I yeah. fully expected him to like either laugh maniacally yeah. and then just explode right. everywhere or... Well, Burst into fl- something as or they are leaving the come out as of they yes. leave out of the the uh, warehouse. You know, there's like a big sun or fire behind. Like right. it's, it's like the uh, whole well, building's the, on fire because yeah. the, yeah. the Stonehenge stone blows up. Is that does it yeah. blow up? Yeah, oh, they're they're man. running they're running out. Um, oh, okay, and that's what causes the Ellie and the stash are yeah. running out. <laughs> it's kind of confusing. It, do, it doesn't really clearly show what's going no. on. And the Stonehenge Stone explodes for some we, reason. I was expecting the building to blow up, but they're like running away, and there's like the fire behind it. But it's you can see its special effects, and it's even worse than Mac and Me. I think terrible. Said. Yeah, terrible it's, special yeah, effects. It's really bad. So then they drive away, and they think they're safe, but then it turns out she's a robot. And there's the fight with her. Right, and he gets away, and then Bracken, you were getting to the point. Yeah, so he leaves that. her after you know she's got the disembodied arms, and he's fighting her or whatever. He runs back to the gas station uh, that we started the movie at uh, to begin with, and he starts calling, I guess, all the TV stations and saying, "Please turn off, don't air the commercials." All the TV stations being three TV three. stations right. again, right? Yeah, yeah right. Two, this three is three cable, three local. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but it, this is all over the country, right? Yeah. So they don't yeah. really explain that. But he well, calls, he's calling one company. He calls the local people. Yeah. And so they've got the TV on right there in the the, 
the gas station. Gas station. And it's it's Halloween, so the kids are like running. And I didn't quite get the point. Uh, I guess it's going to air at nine o'clock or ten o'clock. And there's a big yeah. giveaway. Big Don't giveaway. miss the big, big giveaway. giveaway. Okay, so that means all the at kids nine. have to tune in at that time yeah. to watch it, and that's when they're going to get it in the masks, right? So he's just calling all the stations, and and he calls the first one, and and they turn it off, and then they flip the station on the TV, and the the next station is about to air it, and then it it says sorry, uh, canceled, yeah, and then he turns on the third one. And the kids are still like watching. I mean, he doesn't seem to turn it off, but there's these kids that are standing right there that have just come to get candy. And they're like, you know, they're like three inches from the screen. And he never like says, uh, turn off. He's still on the phone saying, can you please? And he's just begging that they'll turn it off. off. And then it just kind of cuts to to black and goes to credit. And we don't know if they actually turn it off or not. Yeah. And whether or not the kids get it. But, the big question is, why doesn't he just turn off the TV so those, he could have those kids right those there? Three, those three kids yeah. that were Not right to mention there. he probably save himself because they're about to turn into rattlesnakes and Right. Well, I mean, crickets. to be fair, he's yeah. not like a paragon of fatherhood, right? Like, <laughs> it's, it's true. He shows up with crappy masks. He's kind of an a-hole to the He's like, mom. I'm not yeah. taking the kids because I gotta go shag this lady in yeah. this little He town. does call his kids at one point when yeah. he's in the warehouse when he finds out and he tries to tell his ex-wife to turn, but take off the mask. he's talking like he's drunk. He's like, there's he's, they kill the, the covers. Yeah, he's, he's like, I promise. And it's like, dude, speak in a complete sentence. I promise I'm not drunk. He, you know, she doesn't believe him, and she's yelling at him profanity. He's on the phone. Yeah. And so obviously her kids, his kids, are going to keep that mask on. Yeah. Do you think that he was just like so? He's there and he's trying to he's frantically calling the television stations. Do you think that he's just his he's just frazzled because the guy who owns and runs the gas station is black? <laughs> he brings he brings the guy at the beginning to the hospital, right? And he's he's like, look, we're in a the horror movie. Guy. It's a black guy and he did not die. Like I just don't know what is going on. So it was kind of groundbreaking in in that the, the black guy didn't die. Right? We, we like we even called that out. We appreciated that like. So the the black guy helps bring the guy to the hospital, drives him to the hospital. And again, this is 1982. Yeah. Which, okay, you know, horror tropes. Yeah. If you're a black guy in a horror movie, almost 99% of the time, you are the first to die. Yeah. And so we, like, uh, we all kind of looked at each other like, he is in serious trouble right now. (laughs) But he, like, ducked out immediately. He's like, you know what? This is too much for me. I'm out. And he goes back to the the gas station. And we don't see him again until the very end. And then even at the very end, we're like, hey, check it out. He survived. I love it. it And then, you know, then the kids show up. Uh, And maybe he didn't. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, we don't know what... It's up to your imagination. Yeah, it's left to our imagination. I thought it was interesting that the kids were uh, trick-or-treating at a gas station. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Right, yeah. In Northern California. Yeah. Right, yeah. So this movie had a budget of two point five million dollars, which um, I was talking about this the other day. One of the things that I love about horror movies is you can make a good horror movie with almost no money. Yep. I mean, some of like the top horror movies, uh, Blair Witch Project, things like that, they're made just on the on a shoestring budget because. Uh, it's all about the story and the presentation right. and not always the effects. And you, you know what, Ben? You can make a bad movie on a shoestring budget as you well. You absolutely <laughs> could. You absolutely <laughs> can. So uh, the nice thing about uh, only spending $2.5 million 
is that when you make 14.4 million you made oh, a ton of money 700 percent 700 percent return that's wow. seven times for the math illiterate <laughs> And that Nate, uh, Nate. I'll do the what? math for you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what? What? The what? What? <laughs> um. So yeah, that that's what uh, allows there to be a Halloween four. Now they learned their lesson that uh, because of Halloween two being a continuation of Halloween one, they were now stuck in the Halloween is movies about Michael Myers. Yes. It is not. Uh, this anthology that they had thought as it should have been yes from the very beginning and so we've got dozen well a dozen other movies after that um so let's talk about some of the people involved with this we've talked about john carpenter okay john carpenter wrote directed uh the original halloween and the music that goes with it and all of the halloweens uh he produced this what else do we know him from like to me, he's kind of like because of I love horror movies. He's kind of like a godfather of, kind of, hor- of the horror yeah. genre. Yeah, Halloween, obviously mm-hmm. the thing. Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> yes, the classic. That's my favorite John Escape Carpenter from film. New York. Yeah. Uh, also, The Fog, uh, the original one, and actually, I think he produced this the remake of The Fog as well. Recent. Uh, let's Very see. well known in in the horror, you know, genre yeah. circles. The director, his name is Tommy Lee Wallace, and his name is not as well known, but he actually works with John Carpenter on almost everything. He's almost hmm. always his second unit director or assistant director in everything. So I think this was his first outing as director, as correct? full director. Yeah. That's right. Um, and I read that Joe Dante was supposed to be the original director, but had other projects so he handed it off um but uh tommy lee wallace was an assistant director or he was a director on it the the original tv series mini series from the 80s from the 80s classic yeah yeah um but then also he worked with uh john carpenter on big trouble in little china and the fog among other things uh so those two wrote this together um the music, uh, as we mentioned, was John Carpenter again. Uh, the cinematographer, I found this interesting. Do you know this guy, Bracken? Do you recognize his name? I don't recognize his name, surprisingly. Yeah, he. Uh, when I was reading his bio, it says he's one of the most, um, uh, what is it, like the most well-respected, well-known, and successful cinematographers, which absolutely, when you look at his list of, films that he was uh direct, director of photography on it's amazing yeah i didn't realize that. apollo 13 jurassic park all of the back to the futures hook so he did he was with spielberg for a while doing mm. his things um robert zemeckis yeah robert zemeckis ron howard yep um uh, and what's his name dean cundy dean cundy yeah yeah uh, the production designer, not that anyone recognizes this guy, his name is Peter Jameson, um, but he was production designer also on Howard the Duck. Bracken's uh, favorite movie. And uh, <laughs> Black Sheep and Point Break and some other films that are not really like... Yeah. Earth Shattering. Yeah, Earth Shattering. Yeah. Wait, doesn't Black Sheep have Mrs. Brady in it? She? Oh, is that the one with her in it? 
Yeah, isn't she like running for governor? <laughs> Black sheep. I thought That's... that was the one with. Uh... Yeah, with Chris Farley Chris and David Farley. Farley. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. in it. Yeah, okay. she's. I think maybe she's like the sitting governor. I have a qu- quick question yeah. about horror films. So uh-huh. John Carpenter done a bunch of horror films. Has he ever ventured outside of horror? Like, if I mean, you he, direct, he did horror, Big Trouble. You in have you seen China? Big Trouble in Little China? Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's I done. If you he's done some stuff. Uh, a lot of people do stick in that. Yeah. Um, and he, for the most part, most of his stuff is horror related. Um, let's see. Okay, some of these actors. Uh, I will say before we even begin that uh, there is only one actor in this film that I recognized, and it was the guy who played Buddy, <laughs> Ralph Strait. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's he's been in so many different shows from the nineteen eighties. Um, the kind of heavier set guy. Yeah, um, I I know him as Sako in Beastmaster because Beastmaster is one of my favorite films. Sako's the guy whose little child almost gets sacrificed, and and Dar rescues him with his eagle, and then brings him back. Dar Star? <laughs> I need to watch that movie again because I don't remember. Any oh, of that. it's so good. Um, let's see. I did rep- I did rem- I did recognize. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but uh, Hurley. Down Hurley. Dan Hurley. Yep. From RoboCop. Yes, he, he was, was like the, the old CEO man or whatever. Yeah, right. The- yeah. They called him the old man. Yeah, the CEO in Robocop. So he was a villain there as well. So he he played uh, Connell Cochran. Uh, Let's see. Tom Atkins played uh, Dan Chalice, mustache. Mustache. um, (laughs) As we have seen on a lot of these kind of things, you know, uh, filmmakers like to work with their same group of people. This guy has been in many of... uh, many of john carpenter's films let's see uh the girl ellie stacy nelkin so interestingly i read that she um was not a fan of horror movies and was uh offered uh, her agent brought this to her uh for halloween three and she's like no i don't like horror movies and her agent said come on just read the script and she read the script and was completely fell in love with it and thought this is perfect what? and so then she jumped on board maybe uh, she was on the drugs. argument that the reason nobody knows her name is she is terrible at making <laughs> good choices. decisions in life <laughs> she was also a little uh upset after deciding that she needed to watch the first two movies so that she knew what was going on as she made the third movie huh. and then she found out that it had nothing to do with the first two movies yeah. Uh, let's see here. She uh, does have her own YouTube channel, though. Does she? Yeah, she's a. Re- according to Wikipedia, she's a self-styled relationship expert. Ah, well, yeah, relationship. You can see she had such a good start in this movie. <laughs> that probably comes from this film. How to get a doctor to fall in love with you in six easy steps. First step one: lose your dad. Step two: have a funeral. Step three. Pack your black lingerie and go on an adventure with a man with a mustache. Step four, get in a hotel room with him. Step five, take a shower and then dry off with the bed sheets. Step six, fall in love with said doctor. Congratulations, you've completed your course. You finished your journey. That was a great movie recap. Wow. I think 
think that's the script she read, and that's why she did this. Movie. She's like, oh, oh I get yeah. romance exactly. movie. And she's like, oh, I get to, to get out of the shower and put on a hand towel, and then yeah. rush and put the bed sheets around oh, myself. Man. Oh. Yeah. So we talked about Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Did we mention that? I don't remember if we talked about. Yeah, it. Uh, she's the. We, we, we said she's the voice on the, she's the announcement. Voice, yeah, the announcement and the operator. So, which I thought was honestly a fun t- touch. I didn't yeah. notice until you pointed it out. But once you said it, I couldn't. Yeah, you're like, you oh yeah, totally listen, yeah. I mean, and she is. You do see her on the TV when they right. turn on Halloween. So. Yeah. So, uh, the time has come for us to decide whether this movie is bad or exceptionally bad is it worth watching oh i think we've already decided (laughs) okay wait so before we do though yeah before we do i just want to step outside of this universe for a sec so i have my opinions of this movie again in the third of a a series of three right where one and two told a very specific storyline yeah and three is a drastic departure from that. Yeah. If you separate this movie from the series it's right. attached to, does that change your opinion of this movie before we get into that is our opinion? Excellent question because I find that I can't. I don't think that I am able to do that. So let's start and ask our people who have not seen the original Halloween's what you all think. So I have. A vague memories of Halloween. I don't think I saw Halloween too, so I feel like I could answer that. Okay. Right. Uh, I think when the movie ended, this movie ended, I said that was a dumpster fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or tire fire. Yeah. Both apply. Like I, this movie on its own, it was called Halloween, the season of the witch. Like, I didn't. I'm like, where are the witches? And I guess. They say witchcraft once in the movie. Yeah, so I guess he's he's the representative of witches, and maybe it's like the druid stone from Stonehenge or something. Yeah. But it was just like the the movie made no sense to me. And if you were to just if if it just said Halloween season of the witch, like I would have had no idea that it's connected to the other Halloween movies. So I think would on you its have own, known that it had anything to do with Halloween. <laughs> well, yeah, because the yeah, because. <laughs> <laughs> they they keep telling you the days leading up to Halloween, right. and it, and the villain is a maker of Halloween masks. Okay. So yeah, it, it was Halloween <laughs> themed, pots. yeah, <laughs> or pots of gold. <laughs> but yeah, so I would say on its own, I thought it was I I, I thought it was terrible. I, it, I does make me want like when we watched the next Karate Kid, and it reminded me of how good the original Karate Karate right. Kid was. Yeah. Like I feel like if I were to go back and watch. Halloween one and two, I would have a greater appreciation. Yeah, for those, especially since I haven't seen two. But um, yeah, Danny, Danny. So I got to confess something. So I'm not much of a. I don't know a lot about movies. I haven't seen a lot of movies. So most of most movies in general, they're my first time watching them. When you guys were talking about Halloween one and two. And you were talking, and you kept on saying Michael Myers, Michael Myers. <laughs> the whole time I thought you were, you were talking, talking about, about the Shrek. actor Mike Miles Myers, <laughs> Austin Powers, the Austin Powers, Mike Myers. And so I was like, oh, it must be like a a comedy horror thing. But wait, what was the timeline? So he was so a I kid? married my, an axe murderer. Is what you're thinking of? You're thinking of Shrek, Donkey. <laughs> um, so I had to confess swamp. that, yeah. 
and Owners it took like a while. Onions. I so what I wow, that's a total different lens to what's that? <laughs> see, hello. Start over. <laughs> Remake. Um, would I invite friends over and say, "Hey, let's watch this"? I would not. Maybe if you wanted to lose those friends. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not much of a horror film guy. But if it's this idea of, like, horror comedy, because I do think, like, Army of Darkness, Mm -hmm. hilarious. I love it when he falls in, or when that whoever falls into the well and the blood geyser spurts (laughs) up. Like, all of that is hilarious. I would watch Army of Darkness, right, with people. Um, But, yeah, so I just think it's bad, bad. And Bracken... Did you see one or two? I don't remember. I've seen one and two, yeah. But I was able to, you know, I knew that this was completely standalone and it didn't really affect uh, my experience tonight watching this. I I can kind of just look at the movie by itself and and just think, you know, there were a couple good scenes, like, again, the scene with the the car um, at the end, the little twist, and uh, I can't even remember the other stuff, but... Uh, that were okay, but it's just not m- enough for me to sit, think that this is, ex- you know, exceptionally bad in, in, in any way. It's just kind of bad. I, so, yeah, I'll say the same thing. I was supremely disappointed going into three because my wife and I were doing a Halloween marathon. I don't remember if it was last year or the year before, and we were kind of just going through. And so we're like, okay, let's do the Halloween series. So we watched one and two, and then basically immediately turned on three, and we're like, what is this crap? And I almost didn't make it through the movie because of the commercial. Mm-hmm. Just that incessant for so long through the movie. I was it just pissed me off. Like I hated it. <laughs> um, and even just taking it as its own slice and just saying, okay, separate that. It's still just terrible. Yeah. The scares are not scary. The only interesting part, like you said, Bracken, was at the very end where you find out that she is a robot at yeah. the end. And it's cool. interesting for a moment. Be like, oh, holy crap, they swapped her, right? But I, I was laughing at because she has like four or five fake <laughs> it's over, right? She just keeps yeah. So she's like, back, yeah. she's like choking him out and then he runs into a tree. Her arm falls off and she's, you know, he's like, okay, we're safe. And then he steps outside and she grabs her by the neck again and does she punch her he hits her with the tire yeah knocks her head off <laughs> and she's just kind of like her mouth is moving and you're like okay surely it's over and then and then he gets in the car to leave and then the arm that is still in the car arm. now yeah. does like adam's family thing and grabs him by the neck again you're like what the crap is happening right yeah. now like this thing's yeah. indestructible all the other robots we've seen like got slightly squished by a car and immediately died <laughs> He punched one to death in the stomach, right? Like, they don't oh. seem like they're very durable. And then he's like, okay, he throws that arm off. And while he's standing outside, the torso again pops up and is, yeah. is, like attacks him again. So it wore off. Like, any good credit that he had earned in the payoff of, like, oh, Ellie was a robot. Mm-hmm. Completely lost by the end of that scene. Completely ruined it for me. So I, I echo Nate's sentiment. This is a raging dumpster fire with a terrible soundtrack and <laughs> the yeah. I was yeah. gonna say, even as we were watching it, you were saying, Man, John Carpenter must have been trying to 
think of ways to annoy the audience with yeah. the soundtrack, right? It was almost like I yeah. So I made the comment that at some point John Carpenter must have a you know got tinnitus or something, and yeah. there's just a constant ringing and assault on his ears, and he thought. I'm going to do that to my audience. <laughs> what if he was trying to give everybody such a splitting headache that they felt like they were about to turn into bugs? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's what it felt like. I, um, I agree with all of this. Um, I saw this movie for the first time after, like I had seen several of the other Halloween movies and never seen the third one. And it was on TV and I was like, Oh, Halloween three. I haven't seen that one, and I didn't realize that it wasn't the same. And I watched it, and I kept checking, am I really watching Halloween 3? Um, where's Michael Myers and stuff, you know? So there was, on top of it just being a bad movie, there was just so much disappointment. Yeah, totally. And I think that that disappointment really shows in, like, it, its ratings. Like, when we look at the Rotten Tomatoes ratings on, on shows, a lot of times you'll see... Critical rating is pretty low, but the audience loves it. It's some kind of cult classic or whatever. The audience, it's got a high... Troll 2. Yeah, Troll 2 is is an excellent example. In this case, I mean, it it has uh, a bad Rotten Tomatoes score, 41% critically, but the audience score is 27. It's even worse. So the Mm -hmm. audience is just so disappointed in this movie. Um, I mean, it's a bad movie in its own right, and then it's... What's worse is it's not what everyone had hoped it would be. So, yeah, I'm 100% bad movie on this one. I would ask our listeners to please, please, please don't play the jingle if you visit Stonehenge. (laughs) (laughs) Again, unless you are in some kind of, like, counterterrorism thing and you're trying to get information out of people, they will break in about five minutes. So don't... Please don't. Too dangerous to play it. I've heard that you cannot play it anywhere near Stonehenge, so don't secretly do it. It is actually a registered weapon of mass destruction. It is banned in 14 countries. So, so, uh, so that's our show. Everyone, uh, we've been getting some great feedback from our listeners. We love hearing from you, so keep contacting us. You can go to our website at exceptionallybad.com. What are some other ways we can be contacted? You oh. can email us at theguys at exceptionallybad.com. Check out our Instagram page at exceptionallybad. Yep. And if you need more horror, you should watch Ben's supercut of Mac and Me. Go to our YouTube channel, yes. Exceptionally Bad. Exceptionally Bad, where he put horror music to the trailer. Oh, not to the trailer, no, but to I, scenes. It's my- custom edit yeah of custom edit Mac of and Mac me and me with horror music which is music. infinitely scarier it is brilliant than this movie <laughs> yes do you have any good thanksgiving bad movies that you like to watch every year let us know we want to hear are there thanksgiving movies uh, halloween 4 revenge of the turkey <laughs> <laughs> there's that animated one with owen with owen wilson right time traveling turkey one there's a few oh yeah home for the holidays there's a few movies out there whether they're bad or not is a a all right we'll catch you next time thank you bye guys happy haunting bad movies with your friends bad movies with your friends
Ugh, that was terrible. Can we fix that in post? <laughs>